0: Blog Talk Radio. Davida Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today, we have a guest called Lori Mancha and she's an entrepreneurship professor and business owner, and she's the author of the book, Effortless Wealth and Investment Guide. So today, what we're going to do is talk about uh, entrepreneurship and how it plays into health and wealth and so the first thing that I'm going to ask her is, how did you come into or get started as an entrepreneur?
1: Hi, Davina. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, my dad owned an injection molding business when I was a kid, and we've just been entrepreneurs our whole lives. I've, watched, I've worked in the business. I've watched him create business. And then I went and worked for a big company, but even in the big company, I had that entrepreneurial zeal and we ended up um, helping start internal, they called them intrapreneuring businesses. And I, was, I worked at Bell Laboratories, AT&T, and we started internal businesses that we spun off. Part of that process was, you know, coming up with a business plan, understanding how to go about planning for a business. And as we did that, I just really always loved the idea of making, building, creating, and then making money from the cash flows that come from becoming an entrepreneur. And it was through my work at Lucent when we created this entrepreneurial company that helped uh, foster innovation. I met one of the professors at DePaul, and we started working together and I was able to start teaching entrepreneurship at DePaul University to um, high school senior, or, I'm sorry, college seniors. Again, helping them think about, think through how do I go about starting business? How do I think about myself as a business owner, as a, a, a creator of something that could turn into something that I could sell or get a um, serious income from? You know, and it takes a lot of hard work. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, but it's incredibly rewarding.
0: Yes, it does. It takes a particular mindset to be an entrepreneur. And in DePaul, what was their interest in offering courses on entrepreneurship? What was their impetus in deciding to do that? Because it's not common for colleges to teach students about entrepreneurship up until recently, in fact, up until probably the last 10 years, colleges always encourage students to go work for the corporation. So how how did that come about at DePaul?
1: Uh, You know, I I, thank you for that. And to be honest, I'm not quite sure. I I came in a few years after they had actually established their entrepreneurship program. And it was uh, Lisa Gundry and some of the professors there had vision. They saw the necessary, they were business. They had done a lot of research in the success of businesses. And so they had put together one of the first curriculums, but yes, at the time it was very leading edge. It was um, after I think Northwestern or one of the Ivy league schools on the East coast, it was number two in entrepreneurship. And you know, the the basics, and I agree with you, you know, they'll go to school so you can get a job in corporate America. That's been getting a, a less of a, it's less likely that people are going to be working in big companies like that going forward. And with the internet, like the work you're doing with how to start an internet business, you know, and be your own boss. I mean, the internet and our communications have made entrepreneurship much more accessible to the average person, but that doesn't mean that you don't teach and educate yourself how to think like an entrepreneur. Just because you can throw up a shingle or a URL on the internet does not mean you're thinking like a business person and an entrepreneur.
0: No, it doesn't. That's just what a lot of people don't understand. It's a lot of, you have to research the industry, you have to know exactly what you have a passion for. You have to know exactly how to incorporate digital marketing into your business, just so many different things that are, are a part of building an online business today. And in, in conjunction with that, what do you do as an adjunct to what you do with the university and teaching entrepreneurship? Do you do coaching or do you do anyone E learning courses, or how else are you incorporating what you currently do with the call and to create multiple streams of income for yourself?
1: Well, um, you know, currently I own a manufacturing business, so I spend a significant amount of my time doing the things that we're talking about, you know, creating revenue streams, selling, marketing. Uh, you know, trying to use the capabilities that are available to us to uh, use Google, AdWords, I mean, anything that'll help draw business to us. And, you know, having, and I guess the key piece is learning how to be a niche marketer. You know, it's it's understanding who your customer is and what their need is and what niche, because it's one thing to say, well, I'm going to do self-help. That's a giant umbrella but there's, you know, p- niches under that, like help with um, f- losing weight. Yeah. You know, pick, pick again, yeah, go deeper and deeper and narrower and narrower so that you can it's speak directly exactly to that niche. And so along those lines, the niche that I've been working with is wealth investing. I, I think for me, the for Effortless Wealth, when I wrote the book, I really felt that people didn't have a wealth mindset. And entrepreneurs have to think, you know, one of my students a long time ago said, my dad is an eternal optimist. He's a business owner. And you have to be able to manage your mind and direct your focus to the things you want to create while still paying attention to all the other niggly things that come into being. You know the 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 day to day things that pop up that seem important but aren't you know the the thing that's going to bring you revenue and success and customers. So entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur, you're you're constantly out there, at, you know, connected to your goal at the leading edge of what you want to create while still dealing with the day-to-day grind of what should I do with this and this email came in and I don't it's a it's being able to juggle a lot of balls
0: you mentioned you have a manufacturing company and if i was starting a business and i wanted to come to you and ask you to uh, to do drop shipping with you where i would put up my website and sell your products how would you work with someone as a dropshipper? So, um, well,
1: I think the way I would ask them is how would they, how would you know, what, what skills do they have? What, what can, you know, it's always what can you do for me, right? <laughs> so how can yeah. you help me and how can I help you? So I need you to understand what my product is, who my customer is, but I'd also want to understand what you could bring to this do you have special capabilities? Do you have a warehouse? Do you have – so I'd be looking to understand what your business model is and see if my if my business can benefit from your business model. Um, well, what type I think of you're products asking you it from the other perspective. We, uh, we actually manufacture chemicals that get shipped out in 55-gallon drums. So we actually use a lot of um, – you know uh freight companies and u p s and and things like that um for our particular company then okay
0: so then what you would be looking for if you you should not specifically a drop shipper as you would probably be looking for a reseller or someone that has contacts within a specific industry that could use your products, yes. You know,
1: we have distributors all over the country, so they have contacts in particular industries. Or, um, in fact, I just got off the phone before I got on the phone with you with a distributor who, and this is a fascinating business, they provide, um, they're like a consolidator. So companies like me or General Electric or big, giant companies, they have companies that they work with that house all their uh, technical data, or that they do, they have them do the chemical purchasing for that particular facility. So, this is what's cool about entrepreneurship, right? Is every business, when you dig into it, there's little teeny micro businesses within the big business. And that's the niche that we were just talking about, you know? So, if somebody's out there and they're like, oh, I want to start my own business. Sometimes the business that you're working in right now has so many micro niches of things that you know how to do that you can turn into your own business. You don't have to just go out into the big world with no information. Take the business you're in now and say, what could I provide? Like you're saying, Davida, what could I provide to this company that they need that they don't have the time to do or they can't do really well? that's a really good place to start. And when we were teaching it, when I was teaching at DePaul, we would always say, hey, if you, have a, if you love real estate, go get a job working with a real estater. If you love manufacturing uh, cars, let's say you love working with cars, go get a job in the industry so you can learn on their dime. And they're, you know, they're gonna teach you, you're gonna see so much before you dive out and try and do it on your own. There is a lot of, like you were saying, research. And research can be done in not just on the Internet, but in the real-time, real world that you live in right now with wherever you're at.
0: Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. And I see you're talking about, you know, research. And it's so funny because I'm actually on a site for Quora where they take people to ask questions. And you would be surprised how many people that I will, that will sit there and ask questions about dropshipping or, on to, you know, instead of going out and doing their own research and trying to figure out what it is that they really have a passion for and start them, you know, and, and look for it themselves because what someone can give you an answer on a platform may not apply to you to begin with. And then they will ask about TikTok. And they will ask, And how do you make money on this? And how do you, it takes hard work. Nothing that you start is going to be successful if you don't put in the hard work. Now, with your physical business, how do you incorporate the Internet and, and using websites or sales funnels or contact marketing to market your product?
1: Pretty much the internet is everything, you know, um, at least initially you have to, we, we learn, we use Google AdWords, we use our website, we use, uh, internet search, we use, um, use a lot of word of mouth, cold calling, calling, um, but the internet, as far as advertising goes, is the place to be, you know, and, um, for ours, because we're, um, a business to business, we're not a business to consumer. They call it B2B or C2B. We're a B2B business. So, we have to do trade shows and we have to, sh- you know, in the old days, now in the new days it's all on, you know, no one's traveling anywhere. So, it's like we people are experiencing there's Zoom, Zoom training, video editing, a lot of YouTubing, you know, between YouTube, Instagram, Google and your website. you're doing great you know Uh, if you can get a little something on every one of those platforms with a very targeted message that you feel really confident with you don't need a lot of customers you just need a lot of good customers that you cultivate nurture and you know let them know I value you and the thing about the internet is everybody wants to be anonymous but you know, being able to be someone that people trust and that they believe in your products and they believe in you leads to a lot of good, you know, uh, likes and referrals.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a lot about building those relationships online, and once you develop that relationship with someone, even if it's already a physical business, they have contacts. How do you use offline, like so say? Uh, after hours with uh, Chamber of Commerce meetings? You know, uh, we are,
1: our business is at a level now that we don't do that much of that, but for a startup where you're trying to develop contacts, I think that's a great place to go. You know, the Chamber of Commerce, um, industry kind of women networks, social networks. Uh, meetups, all those kind of things that'll help you get some gr- traction and groundwork because entrepreneurship is a lot of like, like you're saying, it's a lot of preparation and a lot of lagging, legwork. So you do a lot of stuff on the internet, but getting out there and hitting the pavement with understanding things is really important. However, like I, I emailed you, you know, how we got together was I decided I want to do more of these talk radio things because I think it's a really good way to have real conversations with people. So I contacted you, you know, I still had to do the research to find you. Right. I mean, it just didn't pop into my e inbox. I had to dig around to find what I wanted to talk about. And then I found you who had happened to have a a website or a, a, an alignment that I thought would be a good fit, and I had to contact you, and yada, 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 it goes, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, that's, you know, and I want to get into this just because I want the the subject that we're talking about, is that the difference between when you're using social network, things like Facebook and LinkedIn, and the difference is that on Facebook, you have to really key in on developing those relationships first because those people may not even know what they want until they get to know you and you start discussing and saying what you're doing. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's more of a professional network, it's owned by Microsoft, it's kind of dealt to the point of helping people that are professionals get to know each other through groups, through Articles through whatever medium, but it's all built into how you generate and build those relationships online to develop other relationships later on within your business. And yes. now, look, now, what I want to do is kind of get into a little bit about the, the pandemic and COVID 19 and the, the, the changes that are happening for people in. How they're going to have to look at entrepreneurship now. So, can you talk a little
1: bit about that subject? Well, I can, and I'll talk about it from the perspective of the Effortless Wealth Book, which is, you know, one of the things that's going on is a lot of fear, and I get it, and I respect it. And part of the message of the Effortless Wealth Book is that you are a powerful creator, and you are a creator through how you invest your energy. And so when we first started talking you and Davida and I, uh, the thing that I think is really important is if you're going to become an entrepreneur, don't become an entrepreneur necessarily out of fear. I know fear is a motivator, but once you you need to turn that, what am I afraid of, and start putting your, investing your energy in, what do I want to create? And the... I think a lot of people are going to jump into businesses and to, to deal with the fear of COVID, which isn't a bad motivator. It's just, I would be very more, I would be so much more excited to say them to say, I never want to be in this position anymore. And this is what I'm going to do instead. That investing in the kind of experience they want to have instead and focusing on that. So and I hope I'm being clear about the, the, what COVID is creating is opportunity, but if you stay in the fear of the opportunity, you're never going to transition to the true excitement and success that you're looking for. Does
0: that make sense? That too. And, and I think what it's also doing is creating a new paradigm on how people are looking at work. For instance, Podcasting actually got it, it was in its infancy in 2006 and 2007, about the time that I got into it. And it was just called Internet Radio. And now it is called podcasting. And everyone and their brother are in it, and they're all teaching courses on how to, how to do podcasting. And it's really nothing more than getting on a phone or, get, or, or opening up Zoom and creating. A, a, a dialogue for a certain amount of time and then either getting it on a, like I use blog talk radio or it can be on, on Spreaker, or it can be on, on what is it? iTunes. And all it is, it's a, it's a way to reach people. You can even go on to YouTube and post your video or your podcast on, on YouTube with, and, where people can have the opportunity to hear you and get to know you.
1: Right. And And get to know that you know something.
0: Yeah. Get to know that that you become known as the authority on the subject, and therefore it kind of helps you to reach that audience who needs your services.
1: Exactly. Right. I'm just going to throw up some information and be – you know, develop yourself into somebody that has a skill or an understanding or a depth of knowledge in a particular area that people go, hey, I'm going to go and talk, listen to them because they know. I trust them, and they have done the hard work of learning it, and I want to learn from them.
0: That, but that, means yeah, you that, that is so true. Yourself
1: and that's why I keep talking I want to really cl- be clear about that you are invest you're investing in yourself, you're investing in a knowledge base, you're investing in the success of your business by becoming someone who understands your business better than
0: anybody out there. That you have that that thirty second elevator speech when you meet someone and you can tell them exactly what you do and and who they are and how to how to build that relationship better.
1: Well, the 30-second yeah. elevator speech is an excellent, you know, this is who I am, this is what I provide. Unlike other people, you know, this is how I'm unique, and this is how you can use me. Boom, 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 boom. Be able to hone that down, be clear about it is really important, and it's really clarifying for you. You know, what am I, what am I not? Effortless Wealth is an investment book that teaches people how to invest their energy in a conscious development of their wealth understanding so that they can apply that in every aspect of their life, unlike other kind of money books that are teaching you, uh, you know, investment tips like buy for, you know, invest in this uh, Bitcoin or whatever. You know this is about investing in yourself first and then investing your money.
0: And how would your concept and what you do uh, help someone who's interested in becoming an entrepreneur to get started?
1: well like we're like we're talking about, you know, start to develop yourself start to develop your entrepreneurial understanding aka like you were saying, hey. I'm not just going to come out and make a lot of money. I'm going to develop myself into a person who understands something and then is going to provide that service or that product to a particular niche customer. And then I'm going to understand what that customer needs, not what I want to give them so much as what they need and if my product meets their needs, You know, a lot of times what we do is, is vet and say, you know, this isn't a good match for you. And that people really appreciate that. Hey, that's not what I need. I need that. And getting clear about what you provide and what you want to provide and what they need and then bringing that all together. And, you know, I I just really want to go back to people want to know that they can trust you. They can trust what you're providing and how you're providing it.
0: One of the last things that I want to discuss is the disability community because they – one of the reasons I ended up becoming an entrepreneur, and this is going back to the 80s, but when I lost my job with the state, being someone with a disability didn't have the opportunities to work within the corporate world, and I had to look at my background, my education, what it is I had a passion for, what I really wanted to be doing, and looked at the things that when I was in school that I really enjoyed doing and how could I make an income out of it. And that's kind of looked at it and and so that we can talk about how things evolved. That at first I had my background was mental health and psychology and I had training in doing group therapy but I didn't have the master's and I didn't have the PhD. So that kind of fell by the wayside, even though I had the credentials to do that. And then because I was good at speaking and and presenting in front of people, I ended up going into professional speaking. And this is how I want to show how the paradigm shift and how industries across the board have changed. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. But if you looked at it, People with this uh, people um, as speakers, they had to have that whole media kit, which meant you had to put out thousands of dollars just to be able to do the videos, to have the case, to have the one page, to go out and send them, and then getting to work with the like seminar companies. And then now it's all moved to the internet, where you're marketing through your website, you're marketing through videos and how would you kind of lend all of that towards someone who is looking at getting into entrepreneurship now
1: well i think i think you're you know you're right things have changed dramatically since the days when pre internet you know so the money that you're not spending on the media kit and the printing and, and all that you're able to do relatively inexpensively on the internet. So the, you know, the cost of money going into that has shifted into now you've got an internet full of, you know, of noise, let's say, and people are trying to figure out how do I sift through that noise? And so as an entrepreneur, you're digging deep and saying, you know, like you said with passion. I felt, you know, you I want you can talk to the dis the, the disability community in a way that possibly other people can't. You know, that's the beginning of a niche. I'm going to focus on helping dis- people with disabilities to create businesses online. You know, that that even just that little bit of a I shouldn't say little, it's a huge, you know, taking a whole, I'm going to create an internet business to, I'm a disabled person that, you know, I, I want to help them create businesses online, you know, and that gives you a passion. I can feel it inside of me. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing if you could help them be able to be, you know, have an income off the internet possibly while still working, you know I mean? There's, this is multiple streams. You talked about it earlier. It just doesn't have to be a stream. You can have three, four, five, six businesses online now. It's amazing, the multiple streams. And that's what an entrepreneur thinks. You know, passive income, more, you know, how do I the most of what I'm creating and get it to as many people as possible with as much value as possible? People have to find oh, value yeah, yeah. in what you're sharing.
0: Okay, the last thing I want you to do is just tell people how they can reach
1: you. Sure. So my website, theabundancecenter.com, theabundancecenter.com. I've got a blog on there. But you can buy the book on Amazon, Effortless Wealth, uh, by Lori Lamantia. And there you can contact me, read the blog. Um, that's probably the best way uh, to get directly to me. Um, and David, I really appreciate you letting me come on, and I love talking entrepreneurship. So this is amazing, and I think you are doing a great thing by helping people think about I can, I too can be an entrepreneur online, and you know what used to not be available to me. Is- <laughs>